Hey, Diz After Dark listeners. I want to invite you all to join us over on ScareZone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. ScareZone is a news, interview, history, and commentary podcast all about Universal's premier Halloween event. It's hosted by fans and experts like me, Logan Seculo, former WWE superstar Scotty Too Hottie, and Diz After Dark's own Chris Ripley. Subscribe however you get podcasts and head over to ScareZone.com for more information. We here at the show are proud supporters of Diz After Dark. And remember, keep your eyes closed and your ears open on ScareZone. Welcome to Universal After Dark, a Universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hello and welcome to Universal After Dark. I am Chris Ripley and this week I am joined by... Paul D. Good evening. <laughs> and Amanda. Hey. Hi. How you diddling? Doing alright, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, so Amanda, you're, you've been doing your homework, you know what the news is, where are we going to start? Um, let's start with Universal testing return times for rides. So how does this work then? Well, there was a sneaky little thing on the Universal app that people aren't sure whether it was a mistake or whether they actually meant to release it where you could basically pick a time to go back. So rather than waiting in line, much like, well, kind of like a fast pass, but not really. Mm-hmm. So you'd pick a time to return to the ride so you don't have to queue. I don't know exactly how it would work. Would you still have to queue at all? Would you go through the fast pass queue? Like, how would it work? But mm. it was only for Shrek right now that they're testing we don't know an awful lot about it but i think that's a pretty good idea i'd be down to test that yeah so do you have to turn up to the raid to get your time no and you then do it from the app it's all done from the app is it it's all done from the app so right now you can go onto it you pick shrek because obviously that's the only one that you can pick mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you can Choose your group size between one and nine people. Mm-hmm. And then you choose a time to return. That's all that's on there right now. Right, so it's like a it's like a fast pass there. Yeah. Pretty yeah. simple. But it seems really interesting. Like, I feel like that could really work well for something like Despicable Me. Or Shrek, because Shrek actually, the queue is always quite long for that. Mm. It just seems like you're waiting around for a long time. Then you're also doing the pre-show, which takes a long time. So I feel like it could work well. And obviously, this is what they're going to be using at Volcano Bay. But with the little bands. So I'm guessing that they're just testing it for that too. Mm Because Universal, back in the, was it the late 90s or the early noughties? They actually, I don't know if you remember this, for a very, very short while, tested their own version of Magic Band. Do you remember this? It was like a key ring? No, well, I never saw it, but I always saw in Islands of Adventure when you're going in, mm. there's like a little area 
for that. Yeah. But I never really saw anything about it. Well, they they tested it for a very short period, and they came to the conclusion that a it was too confusing, but b it would cost us too much money to roll out. Mm. And and then you skip forward like ten, twelve years, and then Disney have spent how many millions? No, billions. God knows. Billions. <laughs> on their magic band system. Mm -hmm. And now Universal sort of kept back and thought, well, we're not going to go down that route. And then they thought, well, hang on a minute, everyone's got a smartphone. Mm -hmm. Why don't we try and do something using them? Which is, to me, sounds a lot sounds a lot more cleverer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Probably a lot less expensive than, oh, than yeah. what Disney went through. Although, having come back recently, it, it does work quite well. The combination of the fast band the app on your phone. So one thing that we noticed for the first time was uh, we had fast passes. This happened about two or three times during the trip where we had a fast pass for a ride and the ride went down for technical reasons and you immediately got an email uh, telling you that the ride was down and it gave you a choice. You could either, um, you could either go back and ride that ride anytime during the day or you could use the email to uh, as as basically a fast pass for any other attraction, and it was instant. You know, as soon as the ride went down, bang, you got the email. Mm, that's, that is pretty good. I mean, I must admit, mm -hmm. the system does work a lot easier now than it used to. Yeah, yeah, we know it was instant because we walked up to the Tower of Terror, and they told us, "Oh, the ride's gone down," and about well, a minute later. Ping, an email came in on my phone telling me I had the uh, the option to uh, to wait or use the uh, fast pass for something else. What did you do? Uh, we used it for what did we do? Uh, I used it for Toy Story Midway Mania. It was, mm. to be honest, it was the only thing that was worth using a fast pass for because Rock and Roller Coaster was down <sighs> at the time we were there. Nightmare. But it is all working, you know, really well. I mean, the Magic Bands, the app, uh, you know, pretty slick, getting pretty slick. I feel like this this would work really well if they did it. Mm. Like, I'm excited about this. When I saw it, I was like, yes. So, Sounds interesting. So do we know if this, because obviously they've got Express Pass. So does this replace Express Pass? Is this going to be free? Are you going to have to pay for it? Do we know? Anything about that? But I feel like this is something I'd pay for. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Like, I don't don't think I'd pay for the Express Pass when I weigh it up against the cost of staying at, like, Hard Rock, where I'll get it for free. Mm. I don't think I'd pay for it. Yeah. But I do feel like if I was going in the summertime, mm -hmm. this would maybe be something that I'd pay for. Yeah. Potentially. Mm -hmm. If it included Kong and Harry Potter. Right. Because right now, the express passes that you get for staying on site don't include Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if this did, it's definitely something I'd be interested in. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I could see, you know, at a busy time, I could, I could definitely see that as being a good value for money. Or value for money. We don't know what the cost would be. But. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I'm drinking Copperberg. So here goes another one. Cheers. <laughs> mm. 
love it. Did you have any of that when you was when you was over there, Paul? Uh, no. Yeah. Oh, we had a few, you know, a few beers, but we didn't have any cider when I was there. Yeah, I noticed they do have it over there. Do they? Yeah. 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 Not not like everywhere. Yeah. yeah. They had it at the Contemporary. Hmm. Yeah, we we only went through the Contemporary on the monorail. Actually, we never we didn't stop there this time for anything. But uh, we did go into Trader Sam's. Oh hoy! And and Jock Lindsay's. They With- both just. Which is better? Both. Oh, I don't know. Liked them both, really. Um, Trader Sam's has got a bit more atmosphere, I think. But then Jock Lindsay's, we sat outside overlooking the, the water, and it was great. Mm. Oh. It's more chilled mm. out, isn't it, the Indiana Jones one? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to Universal. <laughs> what, what's next, Amanda? <laughs> Sorry, I'm polluting the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. So... Next is Universal have started selling tickets, multi-day tickets that includes Volcano Bay. So, right now, in American terms, the tickets start at $245 for a three-day, three-park ticket. So, you can only go to one park one time each day. Or $295 for a parks-park option. However... I went onto the website that I always buy my tickets from in the UK, and right now, a three-park ticket is the same price as a two-park ticket for now. Yeah. So, if you want to get good value for money, buy your tickets like now, because it's yeah. going to go up. Yeah, that is that that is amazing value if you can get yeah. if you can get that. That's fantastic. Like you're getting a whole third park totally for free. Yeah. I love it. Yes, that's a great deal. So, uh, are they saying that the ticket prices uh, for Volcano, if you just wanted to go there, would be the same kind of price as the other two theme parks? I'd imagine so. It doesn't. I can't find anything with just Volcano Bay right now. Because I would imagine Typhoon and uh, Blizzard Beach are a lot cheaper than uh, Disney theme parks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas at Universal, they're saying that they're all the same price. And this isn't a water park. This is an actual theme park that has water. Yeah. Well, the way that it looks right now, I feel like having never been before, I would probably potentially pay the same price if mm-hmm. I bought all my tickets separately, which that would be hard to do in England. But if I did, I would probably pay around the same price to go to Volcano Bay anyway, because I'm being the one to experience it. Mm-hmm. Well, would it the make you is awesome would it make you buy a longer duration ticket yes because already mm. I'm considering doing three weeks next year instead of two right you just need to convince Ash that's a good idea <laughs> and I'm doing it and <clears throat> it is because Volcano Bay is there I want to go and do the Disney water parks and I just want to have a little bit more time so yeah. I think this has definitely had an influence on it because really it's open in the night time as well. So you've got to dedicate like an entire day into the night to Volcano Bay. Mm-hmm. So it does look awesome. Longer. Yeah, looks amazing. It yeah. looks incredible. Yeah, we passed it on the end of the state and they were putting the, like the, I guess the cladding or, or you know, the surface on the, on the volcano. When we passed, it looked great. It's a huge structure. It's right next to the hot tub in Cabana Bay. 
So if you sit in Cabana Bay hot tub, you can just watch them doing it, like, right next to you. <laughs> Dead good. So have they released all the attractions that will be there when it opens yet? They have, but I'll have to find them because they've got weird names. So is it... Are they all sort of water-based rides, or is there some roller coasters in there as well? Or they're all water-based. I don't know if they've released the one that's inside of, like, the all of the details of the one that's inside the volcano yet. I think they released maybe some. I'm just trying yeah. to find it. Yeah, it's got some kind of propulsion system, isn't it? Um, yeah. So it isn't just. I don't think it's just gravity-fed. It's probably a little bit like. Crushing Gusher and, and those ones at, um, at Typhoon Lagoon, where it's kind of like a water coaster, kind of, sort of. Oh, is this, is that the one they've got this, like, magnet technology that they're yeah, talking about? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I think that's right. Although I think Crushing Gusher is just water propelled, but, you know, you go down and then you get to a part where you get sort of boosted, boosted back up again. Sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> just what I played that man. Okay, I found the thing about the magnets. I'm just reading it so I know what I'm talking about. But you're you're right with that volcano when you go down the I four, it's such a massive landmark now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm just worried that, you know, I'm gonna get stuck halfway down because of this plate in my head, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have a plate in my head. Although I might explain a few things. If Craig was here, he'd probably say your, your hearing aids. No, I'm not going to go down that <laughs> 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 yeah, I, uh... Okay, so I can't find much, much about it. Yeah. But you're right with the magnets, so they'll be pulling you around. So I guess it will make it more like a a roller coastery type water slide but then they're going to have things like the volcanoes are going to erupt it's going to smoke There's, it's going to look awesome in the nighttime like it's like i'm looking at the the concept art and it just looks so good i'm so I excited i think you'll find a man that will be vaping it won't actually be smoking <laughs> yeah <laughs> it'll be vaping <laughs> yeah it's so, an e-volcano how do you actually get to it, Amanda, when it's finished? Would it would it be that you can cut through Cabana Bay or you've got to go round or I'd imagine that you'd have to go around, but I'd also imagine that there'll be a way to maybe wiggle around Cabana Bay. However, when I was staying at Cabana Bay, when I was staying at Sapphire Falls and Ash was staying at Cabana Bay, you'd have to walk right the way around and go over the bridge. So sometimes we'd just run across the road really quick, which is dangerous, and I don't advise anyone to do it. Mm. But it shaved like 15 minutes off. It'd take two <laughs> minutes. And they've put fences up now. Mm. So you can't do it. So that kind of makes me think that you won't be able to do that, actually. Yeah. You probably will have to go right around. But I think it's going to be pretty tight around there when they build the new hotel. Yeah, where's that yeah. one going? That's going to be like right in between them. So in between Cabana Bay and Volcano Bay. Wow. So the views then are going to be looking out over the water park. Yes. They're going to have a bar at the top with panoramic views of Volcano Bay. 
And you can see that structure now, yeah? Um, you could, I couldn't see it when I was there. I don't know if there's anything there now. I don't know whether they've just started kind of levelling the ground. Right, um, okay. But it right. won't be opening until 2018, so there's still quite a while left yet. Right. And when does Volcano Bay open? Volcano Bay is going to be this coming summer. Right, okay. We may or may not. Well, we're going May, so that's probably too early, isn't it? Unless they've I got to open. So. I think it's like June, yeah. maybe. Maybe they'll be testing it, Paul, you never know. Mm. Maybe. Oh, I'll be mm. so jealous if you get to go first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go in June if that happens. <laughs> have, have we spoke about the new hotel on the podcast? I think we spoke maybe a tiny bit about it when it first kind of came out. But now it's come out that this is going to be definitely a prime value hotel like Cabana Bay, which shocked me a little bit. It's, what, it's going to be a top of the class? No, Sorry. it's going to be like Cabana Bay. Oh, right. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. so sort of entry kind of level. Yeah. All oh, right. That definitely shocked me because I feel like it was you that said that you thought it was going to be like contemporary. Well, it, yeah, because it looks a lot like the Bay Lake Towers. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was feeling. I thought it was going to be like top, like hard rock top. Yeah. But... No, it's going to be prime value. Wow. I know. How can it be prime value with a panoramic volcano bay view and bar? That's crazy talk. Everyone's going to want to stay there. Yeah. It seems odd, doesn't it? Yeah. I think the only thing not going for it, though, is it'd probably be the most furthest away hotel. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, they got the shuttles and the boats running every was it 15 minutes or something so exactly because uh, i do really, half the people that stayed at cabana bay were coming over to sapphire falls and getting on our boats so um, i don't think people will even mind because that's the one thing i do love about hard rock is you know if you've been to halloween horror nights for example and you've been on your feet for hours and hours and hours or you've been on your feet for like 18 hours like you and your sister did <laughs> yeah. then walking back to the hard rock is like the best thing ever Oh, that walk, honestly, it's like 10 minutes, but it felt like it took hours. <laughs> and then a raccoon jumped out of a bin and ran in front of us, and we were both really, really drunk. <laughs> so we were like, what? What is happening right now? It was a a weird walk. And whenever you're really tired, there's never a rickshaw. No, no, <laughs> that's Always. true. I would have paid top dollar for <laughs> one of those guys to take me back to my hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and there was none so what's the next item then Amanda so the next one is going to be Secret Life of Pets are going to have a float in the parade that's going to replace Hop okay so I wasn't ever really into Hop I've never seen it so but that kind of I always felt like that was a weird thing to be in the parade I mm. felt like of all the things they could have why would you have Hop? But that's gone now. And Secret Life of Pets is going to replace it. So there's going to be two floats. One is going to be a Central Park themed float. And the other is going to be like apartments and New York kind of skyline themed float. And you're going to have characters that are dressed as pet owners. 
coming out and interacting with the crowd. It looks like it's going to be dead fun. Hmm. The, the thing was with this franchise, um, it must have been slightly disappointing for Universal box office wise because about three, four, five years ago, when they first were developing this, this film, they kind of set out that it would, because uh, they, they registered a load of different trademarks and brands for it and different things. So there's a lot of expectations that this would come as a, a ride or a new show or even, you know, take up a land in Islands of Adventures or, or, or something. But um, it, it, nothing's ever come to fruition. So, so I think this is the only thing, if I'm right in saying in Orlando, mm. but then they've got haven't they got something going in Hollywood? I don't know. Is, didn't they demolish a soundstage? I'm, I have no idea. I've got a feeling. I feel like I remember you maybe mentioning this. I've got a feeling it was the Phantom of the Opera soundstage was demolished to make way for Secret Life of Pets in Hollywood. Oh wow! Mm. It had only been there since the 1910s, but we won't go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got I definitely f- remember you mentioning this now Yeah, so I've got a feeling they were either going to Or are going to put something into Hollywood But I've, from what I've seen I think they thought the film would be a much more of a runaway success um, So that's perhaps why Orlando's only getting a float Have you seen it? No No, Paul, I have no, oh, I have no mind no. <laughs> oh. that, I must say something about it I know <laughs> But it says on this website that I'm on that a ride is rumoured to be coming to the resort, but that hasn't been announced. So, yeah, maybe it was better than we thought. Yeah, see, when you <laughs> yeah, when you look at it, it says there's rumours, loads of rumours for a ride coming to Universal Orlando about this, about this film. But where could you put it though? Well, I know originally years ago they were talking about again the, um, you know, the cartoon land islands of adventure. Hmm. Um, I mean but... that definitely does need a revamp, but I can't see Secret Life of Pets doing that well there. No. No, I don't know. It's hard to say really because I've not seen it, so I don't really know. I should imagine it's probably like Toy Story, but with pets. Mm, I feel like I need to watch it now. Yeah. I think that's the idea, isn't it? It's like, what happens after you go out the room? Yeah. What your pets get up to? Hmm. So it's, Weird. It, so it's literally at the moment, and then they've just confirmed it's just a float for during the day, the Superstar Parade. Yes, that's all that's been announced so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose we need to see it, really, don't we, to comment yeah. further? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I've got one more piece of news. Okay. So, Harry Potter and the Finn Journey is going to be closed for about half of December. Mm-hmm. And it's being rumoured that it could potentially get 3D, like Hollywood. Hmm. But the rumours don't seem to be very convincing. I mean, like, it's a long time for a big ride like that to go down. Yeah. So they're 
got to be doing something, surely. But I just don't think it's going to get three days. How long did you say? It's going to be about half of December, maybe a bit more. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's long enough to put that technology in. Um, No. Has it gone to the... uh, Is it 4K? Screens? Because there was... um, Wasn't the Hollywood one built with the better screens and uh, I've got a feeling that um, these screens were the next step down because sometimes they can be a little bit blurry can't they yeah I feel like they were definitely blurry this year like I don't feel sick on rides very often but I felt really sick on this this year yeah Mm. it was just really really blurry Maybe they're just updating that. Maybe they're just going to make it look a little bit sharper. Mm. But a lot of people want it to be 3D. I feel like that is a recipe for disaster. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, i got to say that it depends on the, on the sequence that you go on rides. But um, the day that we went to Universal Studios, well, actually I went twice, but uh, the first day we went there, we just happened to hit 3D ride after 3D ride after 3D ride. <laughs> and, you know, so you got you got Gringotts, you got Transformers, you got Shrek, you know, you got Terminator. There's, it is getting to the point where there are too many 3D rides. They gotta do something different. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Some of them are great. Spider-Man, especially, is I still think it's a fantastic ride. But yeah. I, you know, 3D rides don't suit everybody either, you know. Uh, not everybody likes wearing the glasses and the 3D effects. So, I don't know. I think they just got, I think they got enough 3D rides is what I'm trying to say. Isn't it funny, though, how Spider-Man is, is like almost 18 years old, yet it's mm-hmm. still the pinnacle of 3D technology? Well, just, yeah, 3D technology, but then also just the ride itself. Yeah, you know, I just think... Yeah, I mean, how they use the 3D is great, but just the combination of the 3D and the story and the right vehicles and system is uh, is really clever. But you're right, it's uh, we you know we we again we rode several several rides and it was hard to beat Spider Man. Really, mm. I know they upgraded it a couple of years ago, but um, it is very very good. But yeah, I think is Jimmy Fallon is that. Yeah, 3D as well, mm-hmm. and Fast and Furious. Oh yes, <laughs> man. I hope. I mean, basically, you're just going to get to the point where actually we did see somebody who had a lanyard and they had 3D glasses on the lanyard, and that's what it's going to get to. It's get to the point where you know you just have Wait, your own what, 3D glasses and walk around. Like, that. They had actual real life 3D glasses just hanging on the lanyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Why? What for? Well, because of all the 3D rates, I think. Just get your own pair and that's it. <laughs> some some people, though, have a uh, uh, problem with their sight, though. It might be that it might be one of them yep. special glasses. Kerry! Oh, phone's going. Um, I think Universal are missing a trick, then. They could probably sell their own 3D goggles, couldn't they? I know, yeah, they could sell pretty cute themed ones. That would be pretty funny. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because, I mean, for me, 
If they want to bring back something physical and forget the 3D, let's bring back Jaws. Uh, I, I just love life if they bring back Jaws. <laughs> like, that's the dream. If they could just do something where they just, even for a little bit, bring back Jaws and Back to the Future and Confrontation, like, mm. and the Hitchcock show. Yeah. If they could just have, like, I don't know, even a little tiny park just filled with old little gems that I love. That would be my favourite thing ever. The Jaws 3D. <laughs> yeah. No. There was, there was one. Jaws 21, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, I don't know. I but, did actually, I remember I got to see that in the cinema in 3D. But it was those, like, uh, was it blue and green, blue and red glasses? Or That's it. Yeah. That was all filmed in SeaWorld, though, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. What? In Orlando, yeah. Okay. Jaws 3 okay. is all filmed in Orlando's SeaWorld. All right. Top God. tip for you. That's yeah. so weird. Yeah, so you can see what SeaWorld was like when it first opened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably as busier then as it is now. Um, mm. So, yeah, no, they should do. I mean, there was, there's been a big strong rumour for quite a while now that they were going to do some kind of um, Jurassic World um, attraction. Mm. But um, I believe the size of Kong has taken out the ability for them to expand the Jurassic Park area. Which right. wonder if the, in the back of their mind they thought to themselves, oh, maybe we should have waited before building that one. Because Jurassic World yeah. was, was it the highest grossing film last year or the year before? Was it? Oh, it done huge business. Um, right. And the sequel they're doing at the moment um, supposedly links the original uh, three or four films to Jurassic World. Oh, is Chris mm-hmm. Pratt in it again? Uh, I don't know, but probably. I really like him. That's I think a, he's so funny. It's about time he puts the Indiana Jones hat on, isn't it? I think. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like definitely. <laughs> well, Harrison Ford's meant to be having another go at cracking the whip, and. <sighs> no. You know, he's not a young man anymore, is he? Oh, that will be silly. Yeah. That was his um, bargaining chip to do Star Wars, wasn't it? Was it? One more Indiana Jones. One more Indiana Jones, yeah. Oh. Indiana Jones and the really, really, really last crusade. <laughs> for real this time. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the quest for the golden Zimmer frame or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so is that all the news in Amanda? Yes, that's it. I just want to hear all about Paul's trip now because I'm yes. so excited. Yes, come on, Paul. Let us know. Come on, how did you get on at Universal? But more particularly, how did you get on with Halloween Horror Nights? Okay, well, we... Um, so, it was our first time, all of us, five... Uh, no, sorry, six six people. Um, all first time at Halloween Horror Nights. Not all first time at Universal, although we did have one person first time at Universal. And Universal, you know, was we had a good time. I've been there before, mostly, and it was great. Um, the Kong ride was new for us, and I think that was it. Well, the Escape from Gringotts and Diagon Alley was new for three people in the party. And what I will say is, um, when we rode Escape from Gringotts this time, both myself and uh, wife Kerry, we really enjoyed it. Whereas the first time we rode it when it was brand new, we were a little bit disappointed because it 
it starts off and you think you're going to get a roller coaster experience and then it it kind of isn't um well, and at wait, the end of it did you sit in the front or did you sit in the back um we rode it the last time we rode it twice once in the front once in the back and this time we rode it and i think we were kind of in the middle really uh, but we back's best yeah 100 oh Chris. yeah oh my god paul when we went on our tour together i thought i'd uh-huh. be a gentleman and sit in the back row yeah my god what a mistake that was yeah because literally as the thing tilts up it turns into the very beginning it turns into like uh the tower of terror yeah because you're so much higher than everyone else right oh god it's yeah. the best <laughs> <laughs> but i think we just appreciated it more we didn't get that um Maybe it was just because we didn't have the expectation, like the hype, the first time, and we just kind of enjoyed it for what it was and 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 thought it was really good. And uh, like I say, the only other thing that was new was Kong. Well, the funny thing is, we we kind of thought the same about Kong that we did about Gringotts the first time we rode it. We really liked it. The theming was amazing. Uh, the queue. Um, you know, and the well, the the whole queue area is fantastic. You got, I won't spoil it, but you got uh, some things in the queue that happen, which are which are funny, and the, there's a an animatronic in the queue, which is which is great. Um, and then you get on the ride, and what was there was really good, but it just seemed to be finished awful quickly. I wanted, well, we all wanted a bit more. Um, and then you see the big Kong, and it's great and it's impressive, but um, it's kind of like here's some exciting stuff, and now here's a really big animatronic. What do you think of this? And so I thought it was very good. Be interesting to see what I think about it when we go back and read it next time. Whether I whether I think more of it. What did What did you guys think about it when you when you wrote it? I loved Kong so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. So, so much. I was so glad that I didn't spoil it for myself. Mm. And the whole entire time that I was going through the queue, I was just so excited. Yeah. And I was Instagram instant videoing it. And I was like, oh, my God, I've never been so excited in my entire life. <laughs> and then I got on the ride and I felt a bit panicked, like I, was, like I wasn't going to like it. Because mm-hmm. so many people were like, oh, you're going to hate it. It's rubbish, blah, blah, blah. But it was amazing. I loved everything about it. Everything worked well on it. Mm-hmm. I'd heard some people saying that like the video wasn't working or like certain things that it weren't working, but everything just seemed to work perfectly well. And yep. I loved it. I was so happy that I went on it and I 100% would have queued for like 90 minutes for it because it was that good. Yeah. Yeah, loved it. And I loved the animatronic. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Um, I never got a chance to do it. I was um, a bit of a whirlwind last time, but I had yeah. done the Kong part of that tour in Hollywood, so I knew what the video was like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't get to see any of it, but I'm kind of still mourning confrontation. Mm-hmm. I know. It can't be better than confrontation. No. Like, it made me feel a little bit emotional about it, but I'm, I'm, I was happy. I'm happy that they've, that they've done it. It's a good ride. It is a good ride, yeah. And we did enjoy it. We thought we thought everything everything that was there was great. We would have just liked a little bit more, that's all. Um but we may feel differently next time next time we go. 
like we did with uh, Escape from Gringotts. Right, uh, and so for our other sponsor of the show, um, we have Wendy Pratter at Magical Journeys Travel. Don't yeah, we do. Yeah. The the very beautiful looking Wendy Pratter. Is she is she on your um, to do list? Like if you meet her in real life, you're allowed to. She's um, you know when you open the wallet. Yeah. She, she's the picture in my wallet. I get you. I get you. But other than our lust uh, for Wendy. Um, her and her magical journeys are there to help you plan your next Disney vacation. So whether that's a Disney cruise or a trip to Disney World, Wendy can help you by getting your reservations at midnight, getting those all-important Be Our Guest dining reservations or meet and greets with Anna and Elsa. And uh, I think if you quote this podcast, Craig, get a bit of a discount on your uh, deposit, don't you? Yeah, yeah, $25 off, yeah. There you go. So... Next time you want to book a holiday, give Wendy at Magical Journey Travels a little tinkle at wpmagicjourneys.com or on Twitter at wpmagicjourneys. God bless Wendy and all that sail in it. And we did enjoy it. We thought we thought everything everything that was there was great. We would have just liked a little bit more. That's all. Um, but we may feel differently next time. Next time we go. Like we did with uh, Escape from Gringotts. Um, so yeah, that that I think those were the only things that were were new since the last time we were there. So then the main the main thing for us was Halloween Horror Nights, first time at Halloween Horror Nights, and we decided to go on October thirty first. So we went on Halloween night, which was a Monday. Um, and uh, we we were a bit unsure about that because obviously it was Halloween night. But then Chris, you gave us a bit of input um, based on your knowledge to say, well, it it might not be as busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we decided we decided just to go for it. Uh, we didn't get the express pass. We thought, well, it's our first time there, so if we only get to see. Um, a few other houses that's kind of okay and we did we did kind of toy with it should we get the express pass should we not but we decided to just to stick with it and, and see what we could do but we definitely wanted to get there early so I think we got to the park about lunchtime went into the studios did a few rides and then uh, did the stay and scare so we we went to the area by the Simpsons did you find um, it was really busy? It well, the park seemed quite busy during the day. It wasn't, it wasn't really busy, but you know there were still reasonable rides, uh, reasonable uh, lanes for things like Gringotts and uh, Transformers and things like that. I don't I remember mean, in, the, in the stay and scream areas. Uh, no, it wasn't that busy. No, wasn't it? No, no, it wasn't. And um, you know we. We we kind of blew it really. I mean, I'm I'm Mr. Organizer, Mr. Planner. So we got we got into the stay and scream area, and we went into uh, you know the Krusty Burger, the, the kind of food court area there. Yeah. And we and we got something to eat. We got a beer, and we were sitting chatting, and we we kind of lost track of time. And I suddenly looked at my watch and and said, "Chris, we gotta go," you know. <laughs> so we ran outside, and everybody was gone. And I thought, oh no, you know, I could just imagine. I mean, we must have only been like five minutes behind 
behind everybody else. But um, we we ran for uh, the queuing area, and it was a little bit confusing. So we were heading for Halloween Two first, mm-hmm. which is very very close to that area, as you know. And it was slightly confusing because there's two queue lines, and it's just little ropes that separate them. And uh, so we 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 got in Halloween Two easily um you know virtually no weight which is great and really enjoyed halloween too uh thought it was thought it was fantastic and we'd watched the movie before we went so we'd, we'd done a little bit of research um but what i should say is before we went into the first house i, I was really a bit nervous about how this was going to go you know i didn't have any idea how scary it was going to be you know was it going to be horrendously scary or was it going to be kind of fun scary, you know? Um, and I know a couple of other people, like my eldest daughter, she was the same. She's like, oh, I hope I'm going to like this. I hope I don't spend the whole time with my eyes closed, hanging on to somebody's arm, you know? Um, but I got to say, it was, it was great. You know, nobody, nobody had any, any real, uh, everybody had a good time. Nobody was scared to the point where yeah, they couldn't enjoy it. Everybody was laughing and, 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 and it was great fun. So we went through Halloween two and we came out and then we were going to go into tomb of the ancients and it was a bit weird because the house wasn't open so we queued uh the the we had to queue for about i think it was about 15 minutes before they actually opened the house so i don't know if that's typical whether they open some and don't open others yeah yeah they do. yeah yeah okay so we so we waited for that and then we went through Tomb of the Ancients, and we thought this one was really good. You know, lots, lots of scares. It is very confined and constrained, um, but lots of good scares. Uh, really good. Um, and then, you know, we really didn't know how far we were going to go until we hit the point where the lines were were big. So we we kept on going, and the next one we did was uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. And that one, we loved that one. We thought that was that was one of our favourite houses. It was, I think, it was my second favourite house. Um, sorry, go ahead, Amanda. What was your first? Um, it was the um, it was the western one, Ghost Town. Yes. Really liked that. I thought Ghost it was. Town. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Up to that point, then I really liked that as well. I mean, I don't think there was there were any of them that were a disappointment, apart from maybe one a little bit, which we'll come back to in a minute. Um, but yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a lot of good scares in that one, really good effects, you know, like a movie set really. And um, we uh, we kept on going. We we decided to skip the 3D house because we. We'd heard reviews on that were were a bit mixed, mm. and um, we cut across to the other side to go to Walking Dead, and that was the one that we queued for the longest. We queued about forty minutes for Walking Dead, um, which I didn't think was too bad, and that was one that we were really looking forward to because we've all watched the program, we like the program, and um, it was good, but. It wasn't as good as I'd hoped it was going to be. There were a couple of things that were really good. The last scene I thought was fantastic. Um, 
you know this well i guess i can say because it's gone now but the scene where you got you, it's like you're going through a horde of zombies and they're 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 coming in at you from all angles um thought that was great um i think the only thing that was a disappointment really was just like some of the the scare actors like the makeup it wasn't it wasn't kind of i didn't think it was kind of movie quality you know I, a little bit disappointed in that one slightly. Don't know if if that's different from your experience. Well, I think I, I think the problem with with Walking Dead House was that it was a collection basically of stuff they'd built and designed in the past. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe if you've never seen it before, um, mm-hmm. it was more heavily dependent on the set pieces. Yeah. But, yeah. Like when you go through the prison bit, mm-hmm. there was nothing in there. That mm. like I loved this house this year, and that surprised me. But I, I really did like it. Mm-hmm. But that prison bit, I just like I expected someone to kind of jump out of a cell and get me or do something. Mm-hmm. And there was always just kind of one guy with a gun, mm. and he'd kind of get you as you left that room. But there's yeah. nothing else in there. Mm. That was like the only thing that I didn't like about the whole house, other than that I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of the scenes, you know, like the quality of the sets and the sound and all of that, because it, it was in a sound stage, so there was a definite, you know, you could see the quality of the sets and things. That was great. It was just, it, it was just the sort of, the number of scares, and maybe we were a bit unlucky, I don't know, but it was a number of scares, and then when some of the scare actors came out, it was, I don't know, it was kind of like rubber masks, you know, rather than authentic. Wait, you felt like there wasn't many, like there wasn't many scare actors in there? No, no. Really? Not as, not, no. The, what, it was, it was variable. There was, at the beginning, that we there were quite a few, and then there was a piece in the middle where there weren't very many, and then at the end, there were a few, um... So I don't know whether maybe when we went through, I don't know if they were yeah, changing them out or... I felt like that was the most intense house for the scares. Yeah. Like I, right. Especially on the night that we did the RIP tour, Chris. Yeah. I felt like they were everywhere. Yeah, Logan right said that as well. Yeah, yeah no, I we really didn't... felt like they, like that was probably the, the most uh-huh. scare actor heavy house that I went through that night. I think we would have said Ghost Town was probably... Of our experience, Ghost Town was probably the one where there were a lot of scare actors, and well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think Ghost Town maybe. Um, so anyway, I mean, we liked it; it was good. It just, it, it just, you know, we were expecting a little bit more, but we, we still quite enjoyed it. Um, then I think we we went on, we did The Exorcist, and we we had a little, we had a couple of breaks. Um, we went for an ice cream in Baskin Robbins, uh-huh. and that was by the scare zone, which was the uh, survive or die apocalypse scare zone. Uh-huh. It's pretty close to there. And when we were in Baskin Robbins having our ice cream, it was it was really good fun because some of the scare actors were actually um, kind of spooking up Baskin and Robbins. So <laughs> there was one guy who was kind of stood at one door. And he was literally just staring people up, and he he was creepy, and he was creeping people up, and he would pick somebody that was obviously of a nervous disposition, and he would just look at them, 
and he would keep on looking for like minutes and minutes and minutes and it seemed like he didn't blink and then there was another guy who would just pop up at different windows and again he would stare at people um and they would go away and then they'd come back again so that that was quite fun um and then there was the board with all the times on it and we we blew it really because at the point where we we stopped for a for a quick drink uh, American Horror Story was a 25-minute wait. Wow. And we should have gone for it then, but we didn't. We went to see... Uh, I think we went to see... Um, Academy of Villains at that point. And we watched that show, and it was thought it was great. You know, I thought it was a really, really good show. Were you surprised that you liked it? No, because I... I I hadn't watched any videos. I'd, I'd been careful not to to you know look at any other any other stuff online or very little of it. But still, you know, from various places, you'd heard comments that it was that it was really good and it was almost like surprisingly good. So I did hope it was going to be good, and I do kind of like that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, we we watched it um, front and center on the stage. We were probably you know twenty yards back and. It was great. The only thing I would say is, um, my my shirt was actually vibrating. It was so loud. But I'm I'm an old git, so it's all it's always <laughs> going to seem too loud to me anyway. But it was literally, you know, shaking the boots off my feet. Really, it was great. Um, so we watched that. But then when we went back, the queue for American Horror Story was up to sixty minutes, I think. Um, and it was getting towards the end of the night, and everybody was was getting a bit tired. This was probably, oh, I don't know, midnight, half past midnight, something like that. Um, so we decided to call it a quits because we didn't want to push people to the point where, you know, they weren't enjoying it. But um, at that point when we left, so we we probably left about half past midnight, so we could have gone longer. We had done all the houses, with the exception of American Horror Story and uh, the Chance 3D house. And wait times were sort of 20, 30 minutes, apart from Walking Dead, which was 40 minutes. So we we definitely could have seen all of the houses if we'd been a bit, if we'd stayed to the end, or we'd been a bit smarter about it. Easily could have seen all the houses, and we spent quite a bit of time. You know, we had an ice cream, we sat down and had a drink. Um, we went through all the scare zones. We went through Vamp 55 about three times. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> Loved Vamp 55. Yes. That was that was by far our favourite and my favourite scare did zone. Did you see the Vamp come out on the motorbike? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, it. yeah. Oh, we had you know we had. Oh, that's what I liked about it, really. It was just the variety of characters. So you had the the Teddy Boy Vamps. You had the principal. You had the band guys, you had the homecoming queens, you know, there was just so many different characters. Then there's a little guy selling what well, was supposed to be ice cream. It wasn't, it was body parts. Um, <laughs> it was just great, you know, loved that. Uh, loved that scare zone. Like Dead Man's Wharf, that was probably our number two. And Survivor Die, we didn't think the scare zone was that great, but it, but the scare actors were a lot of fun. So they made it, they made it good. But the actual theme of it, I could have taken that leave, left it. But um, but it was good fun going through there. Um, so yeah, I think I think it was 
if it, yeah, I think it was the highlight of the holiday. Really, I think it was it was something that we'd never done, and you know, we just had a blast. You know, it was one of these things where it was kind of non-stop laughs. You know, um, but definitely going on the thirty-first. I don't know, probably would make a difference the fact it was a Monday. I would guess, but um, we we really didn't have a problem uh, getting to see pretty much anything and we like I say if we wanted to stay until the end we, we could have probably done the last two houses quite easily and without any express pass but I can see why you would need an express pass I mean just listening to some of the feedback from other people you know um, if they're gone earlier in the event because yeah. some of the you could see some of the queue lines had the potential to be massive you know I mean the queues you were you were walking through a lot of the queue before you would actually come to the queue and you and you you think wow if this was full this was if this area was completely full you'd be waiting an awful long time exactly and a few nights that we were there it was like that Mm -hmm. it was like unbearably busy and to the point where express was sold out yeah and you were just like well i don't have a choice but to wait for like two hours in a queue yeah yeah so yeah it was it was great um really want to go again not quite sure when it's going to be but um it was uh it was definitely um if you're going to be there at that time of year or you can work your trip to be there at that time of the year it's it's definitely something to go and see but yeah probably get express pass i'm so Um, glad that you enjoyed it mm. yeah yeah i mean it's just um you know just the quality of those houses it's a shame that they're only there for a couple of months well was it six weeks or so mm. uh, you know and we have been to california and i know that i'm assuming it's still there but i know that there is a permanent house there that you can walk through um it's a shame they don't have one in florida uh, well you wish may be coming true soon Paul. Mm. yeah yeah, but the thing is, so, everybody that that I speak to that says I've never been, not sure if it's for me. They go and they always love it. Yeah, I mean, if you take uh, shout out to Hunter from UUOP, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he always used to say, "Oh, I don't don't like that sort of stuff. I'm not going to go." Mm-hmm. And he loves it. He doesn't stop talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the only reason we've never been before is when we've been in October. The, it was when the kids were quite young. Yeah, and then and then they got to to be older, and so we didn't want to take them out of school. So then we were constrained to to the school holidays, pretty much. And there was a couple of times when they were older that we just missed it. So we'd be coming back at the beginning of September, mm. and it would be starting middle of September. So we could never really kind of make it work. And this was the first time that that we've managed to make it work, and. Uh, Definitely, you know, in the future, if we can, if we can plan the trip to be in that time frame, then uh, it's it's definitely a, a big plus. Well, on that topic, Chris, mm. you mm. posted a thing the other day on Twitter about how food and wine starting earlier, and will Halloween Horror Night start earlier? Do you think that will ever happen? Uh, well, yeah, every year it always, it, well, every year it's longer. That, that's uh-huh. a fact. Um, it's never I mean a couple of years it stayed the same but otherwise generally speaking you know it started off 
you know, as just a, as a two or three nighter event and it's got bigger and bigger and bigger. So in theory, then yes, it probably could do. I mean, if, if Universal is going down this route now, like Disney, where they're going to have so many thousands and thousands of hotel rooms they want to fill up, because don't forget, they're not stopping here. They're going to keep building. Their business model is just to keep building hotel rooms. So mm -hmm. they need to fill those rooms. And Disney, what with their festivals, like your, your food and wine and your, your flower and garden, they need to fill their hotel rooms. And a lot of this seasonal activities to draw people, you know, during times that are not so busy, helps them fill their hotel rooms up. So in terms of Halloween Horror Nights as a as a instrument to do that, then definitely I can see it. I can see it going much further into September and probably a bit longer after Halloween itself as well. I, I mean, it probably would never go as far as Thanksgiving to the, to the south and then to the north. It can't really ever encroach into the summer. But it does give a huge scope there, doesn't it? Yeah. For movement. Well, yeah. I mean, it could really go as long as Mickey's not so scary. Mm-hmm. It could do. I mean, literally, I mean, that, that thing starts, isn't it, the day after summer? Yeah. And it goes all the way through, and then is it... Because you, you were there, Paul. When did it finish, the Mickey's Not So Scary? Oh, it finishes on the 31st, yeah. Um, obviously, this year, because of the hurricane, um, Halloween Horror Nights went the extra weekend. Mm. Um, but Mickey's, I think, finished on the 31st. Yeah. And then did the but Christmas it, thing start like straight away after? It did, yeah, it did. I mean, literally, one day Magic Kingdom was decorated for Halloween, the next day it was decorated for Christmas. Wow. Um, and, you know, we, we spanned that, that time period. But Mickey's starts slightly earlier than Halloween Horror Nights, I think. Yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. Didn't it start yeah. on the 1st of September this year or like around the first few days of September? Yeah, it was early in September, definitely. Yeah. If I was to bet money based on the fact that the additional Halloween Horror Nights nights in November weren't as popular as the rest of the event, then I would bet money that it would, this year, would probably start another weekend early. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, you're talking about already, what is it now, the third weekend in September? So maybe the second weekend in September? Yeah. For this yeah. coming year? That's right. Um, because really, mm. uh, September is quite a dead month over there isn't it it's, you know they yeah. used to have um like run disney used to have an event didn't they in september yeah which is gone yeah. well right. i feel like september used to be a dead month but yeah. i felt I like the... this year was extra busy yeah it's certainly busy a lot busier than when we went i'm pretty sure i'd like to know this for a fact but i'm pretty sure that when we checked the touring plans calendar and then you can go back and you can look at the update for what they think it actually was. There was a significant difference. So in other words, mm. before we went, they were saying it would be a seven. After we came back, they were saying it was a nine. Yeah. Definitely seemed really busy. Yeah, I, I think they do update it all the time. Mm. Yeah. Because I know I've looked at it at the start of the year when I've started to book the holiday and then looked at it closer and they've changed. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So what would you say was your favourite house again? Uh, Ghost Town. Ghost Town. Um, yeah, just thought it was good. Thought it was great sets, a lot of fun, a lot of good scares. Um, just loved it. We all loved it. 
I, I think there must be an element of luck as well because you know, depending on whether you hit the scares and things like that, it can it can make a difference. I mean, on one of the houses, I forget which one it was, we got a little bit behind the group in front, and we were probably taking a little bit too long, so the cast members were kind of shoving us through. And then you kind of see the scares coming, so we kind of mistimed a bit of it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we after that, we, we kind of uh, got the hang of it, but um, I think it does affect the experience, and maybe if you go through each house maybe a couple of times, you've got a better idea of of you know which one you really do like. But we went through those one time each, and um, I'd say Ghost Town first, and probably Chainsaw second, and then maybe Tomb of the Ancients third. Yes. Something like something like that. It is difficult to call it this year because all the houses, in my opinion, have all been of a certain like high standard. Yeah. Um, there's no like last year. There was pretty much everyone had one or two that were all the same favourites. But uh, this mm-hmm. year, I've heard as many people say they thought Chainsaw was their favourite as they've said that um, Chance's house was their favourite. So. Who says that? Mm, yeah. I've had people tweet me. <laughs> people often when I've done a podcast, I get messages afterwards saying. Oh, that's wrong, or that's not right, or no, I love the Chance House. So, I feel like I need to see these tweets as evidence because I don't believe that anyone liked Chance's House the best. I, I, Mr. Logan likes Chance's House. I, well, I heard that he said that, and then mm. I heard him say something else. Ooh, yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't know. But no, I take your point, Paul, because mm-hmm. I know when we did our, our tour and we went through Halloween, um, there had just been a cast change. Um, they did just come back from break. So um, every scare almost was absolutely, you know, there and spot mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah. So that that was, I remember going through that house the first time thinking, oh, this could do with being a bit better. And mm-hmm. then going through it that time and then hitting everything and thinking, wow, yeah. this is a really excellent house. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's... It is driven by the the scare actors, the cast members to a large extent. So that's going to be a little bit variable, um, depending on how you hit it, you know. And uh, everybody's going to have a slightly different experience, which which is good in a way because it means if you can go through the houses multiple times, you probably get a slightly different experience each time. Yeah. Um, but it does mean that different people are going to experience different things. I feel like my favourite thing ever from this year was how many scare actors would scare me and then send me a message (laughs) (laughs) or they'd message me before and be like hey you're coming into this house and I'd be like yeah I'm just in line and then they'd like extra get me and then message me like ha you were on the floor (laughs) yeah (laughs) right um that's everything, isn't it? We were talking about. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I was just going to say one final thought. It's a bit of a, a bit, bit ironic, really, that Universal puts all these three D rides in where there's no people, there's no animatronics, and it's all screens. Yet mm. when they do things like Halloween Horror Nights, it's such a people-driven event. Yeah, yeah. You know, very yeah. little screens. That's great. You know, only one house is three D, and it's you know it's very much driven by mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the huge cast and crew that they have to employ. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Great. Great experience. Cool. Okay. Okay. 
Is there anything else on the agenda? Or is that everything? I think that's everything. That's, that's it for me. Have we got any yeah. plugs or any adverts we've got to do? Um, yeah, you can watch my videos because I put a new one up every week now. So the next one going up is going to be Trader Sam's and Epcot. And a bit of a walk around the Polynesian with a little, um, you see Big Fat Panda in it for a second. Oh. Um, and then I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Listen to Scare Zone. We've got a, a great guest yes. coming up. You could say he's a bit of a Grinch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah. And uh, then the main show, which is After Dark, will be... This week sometime, am I right? I think so, yeah. 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 And then we'll be back in a week or two with another Universal After Dark. Okay, thank you for listening. I've been been Christopher Ripley, and we will see you on the next show. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Dark Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.